This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. I'm speaking with Gary Zimmerman, and uh, welcome back to KVMR, Gary. It's been about a month or so since we last talked about the economy. So what are some of the recent economic developments uh, that you have for us today? Good to be back, Paul. Uh, Yeah, there has been some economic news over the past month, and I'll try and highlight a few of the important recent developments. Um, Where to start? Maybe the Federal Reserve's mid-June monetary policy uh, decision uh, that was to continue to support their policy of low interest rates to support the recovery. Um, You know, then there's the the June job reports that was very good, especially after the disappointing increase in jobs earlier in the spring. And then you've got the recent inflation numbers remain elevated. And the question is, you know, for how long? So those are some things to talk about. Well, Gary, let's start with uh, the Fed policymakers, uh, their decision from the June 15th and 16th meeting. What did the Fed do with the short term interest rates at their meeting? And and that's uh, going to hold, I guess, hold the rates to zero or are they going to change them? <laughs> Well, Paul, Congress has given the Fed two important monetary policy goals. One is essentially, you know, full employment, and that in in June 2021, you know, based on policymakers' projections, is expected to be in the range of three and a half to four and a half percent of the labor force. And in June, the unemployment rate actually moved up a bit to 5.9 percent of the labor force. So the economy still has, you know, quite a ways to go to get back to that full employment number after the COVID-19 recession in 2020. You know, and that that recession, of course, caused the loss of over 20 million jobs in a matter of weeks. And we're still down about 6.7 million jobs from that February 2020 uh, peak. So uh, that's, you know, a ways to go in the labor market. Um, in terms of inflation, you know, the Fed's inflation goal is at 2% in, on average. Um, and, you know, we've seen some recent upward movement in the trends in the inflation data. Um, you know, clearly those would have been discussed and analyzed at the meeting by the policymakers. Um, but that, you know, surge in inflation in 2021 as the economy has been expanding rapidly and as you've had bottlenecks caused by, you know, COVID um, <laughs> problems lingering in labor markets and so forth. Um, you know, certainly there were lots of discussions for policymakers to try and decide, you know, what what's the issue here. And, and probably the critical issue for policymakers is is the, is the spike in inflation temporary or is it the start of an inflationary trend that we should be worried about and doing something about so the the june decisions had to weigh at least a temporary increase in inflation by most measures you know that's an increase in the overall price level of goods and services that we purchase against the relatively still relatively high level of the unemployment rate following covid and the decision in june was the, no change in short term interest rates they remain near zero and no changes to the fed's bond purchase program uh, which is you know designed to keep downward pressure on interest rates longer term interest rates as well uh, gary you mentioned the fed policymakers projections from their june meeting um were there any surprises to you there not really, Paul. I think the Fed policymakers' projections also are a very important source of information that's published for you know on both economic conditions and and likely future policy moves. Um, and you know the Fed is very data dependent. Or, or, Decisions today are very data dependent, so uh, we should be looking at what's going on with the economy and looking at the uh, Fed policymakers' 
you know, projections for what they see happening over the next couple of years um, as clues to, you know, what economic conditions will be and what uh, how that might impact policy decisions on interest rates, for example. Can you summarize some of the key Fed projections for the economy this year and maybe next? Um, like how fast are they expecting the economy to grow and what inflation rates are they projecting? And another one, when might they start raising short-term interest rates? Okay, Paul. Yeah, there's a lot there. Uh, the projections are for very rapid growth in 2021 as the economy rebounds from the COVID recession, uh, and then strong growth in 2022, and then sort of back towards more normal growth in 2023. Uh, the numbers, you know, they're looking at about 7% uh, real inflation-adjusted gross domestic product or GDP growth. It's about four times faster than normal uh, in 2021. Um, that slows to about 3.3%, which is still very fast in 2022. Uh, and 2.4% in 2023. So that's getting closer to the 1.8% long-run growth rate that they, they also project. Uh, but still relatively r- rapid growth you know, going forward as the economy rebounds from the COVID recession. Uh, also, as the economy's growth rate slows, the inflationary pressures are also expected to lessen. So um, in terms of the inflation side, the Policymakers are going to be looking at the Fed's personal consumption expenditure, excuse me, looking at the personal consumption expenditure uh, price index, um, which has inflation. They're projecting inflation to run at about 3.4% in 2021, uh, temporarily well above their average 2.2% inflation goal. Um, you know, and that's, you know, we see that they expect that as the economy is expanding very rapidly this year, um, and but then falls back to 2.1% in 2022 and 22 you know, it's up a little bit to 2.2% in 2023, but it's very close to the Fed's longer run total inflation goal of uh, about 2%. In terms of interest rates, it is interesting that they, they did move up um, when they're projecting um, the short-term overnight Fed funds target interest rate to to increase um, into now in, in 2023. They're expecting that by the end of the year 2023, that rate will have moved up from 0.1% today to, to 0.6%. So basically a, a half a percentage point increase, um, but not until 2023. Uh, one more question, uh, Gary. The uh, economy added quite a few jobs in June. Uh, yet the unemployment rate actually rose slightly. How close is the economy to full employment? And how is California, to be specific, where we live in our state? How are we doing? <laughs> okay, Paul. Well, it, it, the, the not part of the news here is that in June, the unemployment rate rose one-tenth of a percent from 58 to 5.9%. That's not a significant change. And the increase was actually for a good reason. We had workers, lots of workers returning to the labor force looking for a job at a time when there are also record job openings. So that's basically actually good news. Um, the other part of the news is also good. And the economy added about 850,000 jobs in June. That's a very large increase in the kind of monthly increase we need to move more quickly back to full employment in the, you know, roughly 4% range. Uh, So, you know, in the first six months of the year, we've added about 3.3 million jobs. And, you know, if we continue that up for, for another year, we're pretty much back up to where the economy was in February, 2020 before COVID hit. So um, that, that, you know, basically good news. Um, in terms of how California is doing, the unemployment rate has fallen from a peak of about 16% down to 7.9% in May, um, as the state's economy has also been rapidly rebounding. 
the UCLA Anderson School of uh, Management forecast for 2021. Uh, the most recent one I've seen has, you know, strength in the tech sector helping. Um, just expecting faster job growth for California than the nation as a whole. Um, and then, you know, very similar rapid GDP growth for for the state as well. So also good news. And and for the state of California, actually, the the um, other other bit of good news is that, you know, with um, tech sector doing well, there's been lots of uh, income coming in from, from high income folks. Um, and they are expecting a one-time windfall uh, surplus in, in the tens of billions or 20, 30 billions of dollars, maybe even more. Um, and that's, that will you know help with the budget issues um, that the state has had. So, you know, California looks like it's doing quite well as well. Gary, thank you so much and look forward to talking with you again in a couple of weeks. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Paul. You bet. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.